Welcome to the Jay Kim Show. This is your host, Jay Kim. I am an investor, author, and fitness entrepreneur. And for the first time in Asia, I sit down with the world's most brilliant minds in business, investing, and entrepreneurship. You'll learn all the secrets, strategies, and formulas to becoming a successful entrepreneur directly from the masters. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insight to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. Today's guest is Nathan Chan from Founder Magazine. Nathan's a very chill dude. He is based in Australia, and he has a very inspirational story like many of the guests on the show. He was working in a day job doing IT for a company, and he just absolutely hated the grind of the daily rat race. So during that time that he was working there, this was a couple of years back, he was side hustling. He was just consuming content, learning, and building this business on the side, which just became Founder Magazine. He even says at one point he was using his IT company's conference room to record his own podcast episodes. So he shares with us today uh, his secrets on how he sort of landed big name interviews with Richard Branson, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, and how he basically catapulted founder to becoming one of the top ranked business magazines in the world. I hope you enjoy the show. Nathan, welcome to the show. Really happy to have you here. This is probably Hong Kong's first entrepreneurial podcast. And uh Look, man, you know, you're inspirational to me. I mean, I've been following you for a while. I, I love your podcast. And I have to admit that I, I listen to your podcast and I kind of have gotten a lot of ideas from you and, uh, and you, you do share a lot. So uh, thank you for that. Can you just tell our audience here in Hong Kong a little bit about yourself and how you went sort of from being a full-time uh, employee for someone else to now being a successful entrepreneur? Yeah, sure thing. Firstly, um, thank you so much for the kind words, Jay. It's awesome to hear that uh, you're enjoying our work and um, follow what we do, and uh, it's been a ton of fun so far. So March 2013, I started a little magazine. Um, It wasn't actually even called Founder at the time. It was called something else, but I was actually sued for trademark infringement uh, four months into starting it. So I had to rebrand and call it Founder. Mm. So I started this digital magazine in the App Store, Google Play Store. And I started while I was working my day job just as a little side project because I didn't really know where it was going to go, to be honest, Jay. I never thought it would be some big media startup. Didn't really have that big of hopes and dreams for it. I just – it was so much unknown. I didn't know anything about apps, publishing, design, you name it had no background in anything, but I was just extremely hungry. Um, I came, you know, from before I started it, I just came out of doing a master's in marketing and, and couldn't really find a job in marketing. And for some reason, I don't know why, after reading The 4-Hour Workweek and a few other books, mm-hmm. I just had this uh, drive and and hunger to want to start my own little side hustle business. And... Yeah, I, I launched the magazine, and in the first day we launched it, we made five dollars. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad at all. And as time went on, um, we started to make a little more money because I identified that that there wasn't really a magazine in the space for young, aspiring, and novice stage entrepreneurs and startup founders. And um, 
yeah, as time went on, I was just like, you know, a few months in, after I recovered from the lawsuit and stuff, I was like, wow, you know, maybe I can turn this into a business. And um, like we're just watching the subscription base just grow. And that's the beautiful thing about uh, recurring revenue and a subscription-based business model. It's very scalable and it's very predictable. So, you know, while I had my day job, I could just see, you know, at first the goal was to build up the magazine so I could, you know, replace operating costs and, um, you know, run it at, at a profit. And then the next thing was was running it at a profit to replace my income and uh, and still cover operating costs. And it took me about 12 months. And after 12 months, I actually got there. And all I focused on was the magazine. Had no, like the worst website in the world, had no blog, had no podcast, had no social media presence, had nothing, no other assets, just this magazine. And um, that's what I focused on all day, every day. And it took about a year and a half before we actually even launched anything else. Wow. And then um, as time went on, now we're three and a half years later, we have, as you mentioned, a podcast, a high traffic blog, social media, and uh, many different courses and assets uh, that we've created, a, you know, a, a subscription membership site and then the magazine and working on all sorts of other products. So, yeah, that's kind of us and where we are today. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to ask you, if you don't mind, can we take a step back? So you said you had done a master's in marketing and then you were working at a job, but you just had this hunger. So basically the job you were working at was not fulfilling you or was it just you are just that type of person that are an over, you're an over, high achiever, overachiever and you just wanted more? And was it like a push or a pull like for you to keep just kind of pursuing this side hustle, you know, until you found founder? Yeah, look, I definitely wasn't an overachiever and I definitely had never marked myself out to be an entrepreneur, to be honest, Jay. Right. Just kind of fell into it and I was doing work. I was working in IT support at a travel company. Mm. I loved the company. The company was and still is an amazing company with an awesome culture. It was actually a 20-year-old a startup and I'm still really good friends with the founder and he's a mentor of mine. Right. That's a 300, maybe $400 million company. Wow. And um, he's taught me a lot, Daryl. But yeah, look, it just, the work that I was doing just wasn't for me. And that's why, you know, I went back to uni and was looking for other work. Right. So I think, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I love this. I love the, how did you become an entrepreneur? And I love hearing successful entrepreneurs talk about it. And you, you've definitely, you know, made, made something out of, of a side hustle. So so two things. First of all, um, did you get any sort of pushback or support from your family? So like for me, I come from a background of finance. You know, I was, I was on Wall Street for a long, long time and I still am an investor now. But when I was growing up, you know, my parents being Asian, uh, they wanted me to be a doctor, right? And, you know, the thought of being an entrepreneur wouldn't even cross my mind. They'd probably disown me. They'd be like, no, you, you know. I didn't work this hard. My, my parents are first generation immigrants into the U.S. And they'd be like, I didn't work this hard to put you to school for you to just go and try to chase a dream. Right. So how was the support from you on the family side? Because I think this is something that for Asians more so, you know, it's, it's kind of a it's a tough hurdle to get that backing from your parents. 
And then uh, B, the second question was going to be at what point, at what metric did you use when you were doing your side hustle? Did you, were you ready to jump ship? Was it, you know, uh, and you mentioned the revenue part, but was there a specific metric that you used that you were like, okay, now I can go off on my own? Yeah. Um, for me, there was definitely a metric that I used to be able to go off on my own. To start the magazine, it cost about three grand US. And I, I spent that money, any money that I had on my credit card, kind of maxed it out to create that. And yeah, there was a, definitely a number of what I was looking to achieve with the magazine before I could leave my day job. And I had a certain amount of savings saved up. But before that, I was really terrible with money, Jay. Mm. I you know, just love to travel and, and just always spent money on traveling around the world. And, um, yeah, definitely had no, like, you know, financial literacy where I was good with money. But for some reason, when I started the magazine, I, I become quite frugal and, um, much better with money. Right. And in regards to, to support at first, you know, my parents, um, weren't that supportive. They didn't really understand and uh, it was only kind of when in about six to eight months in where they realized that I was actually working on a, like a legit kind of company or project <laughs> when we got Richard Branson that yeah. um, they started to become really supportive. And now they're like super, super supportive, man. Like um, my parents are amazing. My mom comes up with killer ideas sometimes, man. It's crazy. That's awesome. She knows nothing about business, but... Sometimes she comes up with really killer ideas. She's got a good strategy, and um, I think that's one thing my parents have taught me is to become really resourceful because my parents, they never really had much money, mm -hmm. you know, even when I was a kid. They're doing okay now. Like, they've retired, and they've paid off their mortgage, and they live quite comfortably. Right. But, no, the amount of, you know, revenue and, and all the sorts of things that we're doing, that's kind of really unbelievable to them. Um yeah, they're really, really supportive right now. So, no, all good on that front. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I'm, I'm so happy to hear that because uh, it's funny when you said that when you finally got Richard Branson, then they were like, okay, you're legit now. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's probably something my parents would do as well. Mm. So, listen, you, your website, your magazine, your podcast, I mean, you, you have so much sort of gold and free value that you give out there and I love it and I've consumed a lot of it so thank you for that first of all and uh, you know I mean let's say you are you again back uh, and you're working and you're listening to this podcast and you're like look I'm working in IT support and I just don't really like this gig and I want to do a side hustle and I just don't know where to start you know I've been reading Founder Magazine I've been reading Nathan's website and listening to his podcast you know Nathan as you've talk to some of the most brightest minds, the greatest entrepreneurs in the world. What, what have you distilled from all those talks uh, and all those interviews as sort of the first thing that someone should do if they want to begin their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I think um, there's a few things, right? I think one of the reasons that a lot of people don't start is because they're afraid to fail and they care what other people think. Mm. So I think the first thing that you need to do is just, just not give a shit. Like the moment <laughs> that you don't give a shit yep. is the moment that you, you actually start taking action. Because I was there, you know, Jay, like I, it, you know, the magazine was, 
you know, first serious business that I launched. But, you know, I was playing around trying to do online marketing and all bits and pieces for years, man, before I actually launched anything. Right. And I think that's part of the problem is so much media, so much hype, so much wanting it to your first thing to be a success that you obsess around it. So much to the point of you want to make it perfect and then you just never launch. Right. And I think, you know, that's the biggest thing, right? You don't know until you launch. So you have to just let go of whatever apprehension that you have and let go of of whatever fears you have and, and let go of whatever, you know, your family think or your friends think of you and just start small. Right. Don't even think this is going to be a startup. I'm going to go and try and get into Y Combinator right. or anything like that. Just think to yourself, you know what? My goal with this venture is to make, you know, 50 bucks the first month. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that, maybe I'm onto something. And just focus around that. Focus around whatever it is that you're launching, whether it's an e-commerce product, whether it's a SaaS, a piece of software. Probably that's probably not the easiest thing to start with. Maybe an e-commerce product or something called a service-based business or maybe a digital-based business. But whatever that is, just really, really focus on getting that first sale. Don't worry about, you know, setting up a pretty website. Don't worry about, you know, just worrying what other people think. Don't worry about if it might fail. Just try and create a business that is reasonably simple, that has a market, that's already proven. Don't try and reinvent the wheel too much. And, yeah, just try and get that first sale. I think... That's where you've got to start. And another way to keep yourself accountable is to financially back yourself. That's what I did with starting Founder. Um, I put two grand on my credit card to use the -the off-the-shelf publishing software to be able to launch the magazine and create the app. Mm. If you can make yourself financially accountable, whether it's, you know, spending, you know, a year's subscription on Shopify, which is, you know, 300 bucks or or something along those lines and just trying to make yourself accountable is really powerful. And then another thing you want to do is just do as much research and ship. Like know your space enough that that you have the confidence to ship that product or service. And once you have, you know, find someone that's done what you want to do and and show them what you've done and, and try and see if you can convince that person to help you every now and then, but serve first and ask later, of course. But yep. I think that's really key, finding someone that's that's traveled down that road as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great advice. You know, I mean, I think entrepreneurs, I think the fear that you get being an entrepreneur, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if that ever leaves in some way, shape or form. I think as you, you know, every day you're sort of faced with different things that could fail in your businesses or in, in one of your businesses. But I think what you said is exactly right. You just have to get out there, get your minimal viable product or whatever it is, push it to market, you know, and just get it out there. And we've all spent time, you know, on GoDaddy trying to find the best domain name or tinkering around with that, you know, website design. And, you know, in a way, it's just stalling, really, right? And so if you just get it out there, I think you're absolutely right. And what you said about serving first, I think, you know, a lot of people are blinded by sort of they hear these quote-unquote overnight success stories and they think that they can just uh you know mimic it but it doesn't really work like that you know i think the sooner that you realize that the the better you are for it now 
I know that you had extremely, you've seen extreme success in uh, Instagram particularly. How did that all come about? And how did you manage to be so successful on Instagram? Yeah, I think um, that's kind of on point, man. You just got to launch and see what happens and not really care what other people think. And the key thing is if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. Mm. I find a lot of people, that's a common question. You know, I want to start a business but don't know where to start. Can you help me? Right. And we always say, you know, you go to this resource. You know, go to foundermag.com forward slash start now. It's like, you know, a step-by-step guide of how to launch an online business. And we're actually we're actually creating, working on a course to solve that problem. And I never, I never thought that I'd get into courses, but it's becoming, um, it's going to become a really big part of our business soon. Mm. And I envision now that we'll have hundreds of courses one day behind the founder brand. Right. But yeah, to answer your question around, you know, Instagram and stuff like that, that was just a natural progression. Um, when I left my day job, I was looking for some sort of scalable channel that I could use to grow the subscription base of the magazine. And Instagram was that that channel that I just found from a series of tests. Right. I was testing blogging. I was testing paid, you know, Facebook ads. I was testing Twitter. I was testing, you know, just trying to drive traffic with Facebook by paying. And the thing that really stuck that cost me no money and that little to no money to get started and, and just generate serious traction was Instagram. Now, I think... Any good marketing is throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. And uh, Instagram stuck for us. So that was November 2014 that we started on Instagram. And uh, so I left my job around August of 2014. Right. Wow. Started the magazine March 2013. So just over a year took. And then from there... You know, at the same time, we we launched the podcast. We were on Instagram, and uh, the first day we were on this Instagram, man, we got serious traction. And I was just like, okay, wow, well, well, how can we scale this thing up? And that's kind of what we've done ever since. And and uh, you know, up until this point, we've built some serious momentum for the business, not just because like, and and big part of it is definitely Instagram. Yeah, and I I see so many. I don't know who came first, but I see now that I've, I've followed you, I see so many other people all of a sudden coming up with these similar inspirational quotes. And it's like a thing now, right? Like every sort of thought leader influencer kind of does that, which is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, going back to sort of your podcast or magazines, you know, you've, you've spoken to so many amazing, just brilliant people. Which of those would you have to say, if you had to pick three top interviews if you can even do that you know of your favorite or most uh, you know inspirational or most educational what who which episodes would they be um really depends man because tough question i know <laughs> <laughs> like educational versus like personal favorites is a tough one for me because i mm. i've been lucky enough to interview some of my heroes right right so you know one would be you know, my favorite issue would be the, the Richard Branson issue right? because, you know, he's one of my heroes and uh, we spent a lot of time on putting that together. But then another one would be the Seth Godin issue because, um, you know, I'm a massive fan of his and, and we spent a lot of time putting that together. Same with Tim Ferriss. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, it just really depends, man. Like, 
you can only cover so much sometimes with certain people right. and you can only hone in on certain things. Like, for example, we did a podcast interview with a guy called Ben Shahib, and he's someone that's just in the founder community, but he's an absolute sales weapon. Mm. And when he did that podcast, he just didn't hold back, dude, and it was insane crazy, <laughs> the things that he shared on, on his exact sales process and, and how, he, wow. how he sells you know products and services and how he teaches people how to sell. And... Um, Oh my god, it was just amazing. And the the feedback that we had from it was just really really powerful. So, yeah, look, I I it really depends, man, but does that help answer your question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh I, <laughs> that was a tough question to ask, but uh yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I, I I'm I look to you and your podcast cuz you've been so successful and I I have to admit that you know, when I'm looking for guests to pitch and whatnot, I've I've definitely uh, looked at, at, at who's been on your show and seeing who who might be up for being on my show. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, there's guys that go really deep tactical that I just love, like guys like Neil Patel, who are just amazing marketers. And they actually will share like really deep dive secrets on and tactics on how to, you know, improve SEO and, and content marketing, which I think is awesome. And at the same time, you have like, yeah, the, the inspirational hero category where it's like, I can't believe you're actually having a conversation with this guy. You know what I mean? Mm. So uh, that's amazing. So Nathan, I want to talk a little bit about you as an entrepreneur. Is there a habit, a ritual, uh, some sort of thing that helps you get through the daily grind as an entrepreneur? Just a, you know, a skill that some people can, you know, our audience can work on or a secret to your success on a daily basis? Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it a secret, but it's one thing that I think really helps me. And I think it's not something um, that everyone is born with, but if you can hone on this, it can be incredibly powerful. And that is like when I look at what I do with Founder and, you know, I think you said, Jay, that you know, I'm successful. Look, to be honest with you, man, um, yeah, look, we're, we're doing okay and, and we have had a reasonable amount of success with the brand, but I think we're only just getting warmed up. We're only just scratching the surface and there's only the, – what you have seen is, is just only a, a small portion of what I'm what my vision is for the brand and, and what I'm trying to do. Right. And the reason that I dream so big, the reason – that I've been able to take it to where it is in three and a half years, which I think um, if I knew what I knew now, I could have done it a hundred times faster. It's just I didn't have the experience. It, this is an obsession for me, dude. <laughs> like, And the reason that it's an obsession is because I love what I do. Right. Like, This is what I was born to do. I have so much fun. I wake up every day and I'm super excited right. just to work. And I'm surrounding myself with amazing people, not just other like-minded entrepreneurs, but also the people in my team, they're incredibly talented and we have so much fun at, at work. And um, I'm building out this amazing weapon team. And, and you know, um, I think that's my secret, dude, that the work that I do with Founder, I'm extremely passionate about it, so much to the point that it's a lot of it is all I think about and it's mm. an obsession. And I'm so dialed into this space and my surroundings and uh, what's happening in this space and, and all the different pieces of the puzzle. 
and I'm constantly obsessing of, of how we can make things better and how we can provide more value and, and how we can grow the business essentially by providing more value. And that's how I get it done, dude. Amazing. And that's why I feel I'm just getting warmed up. And I think if you want to build a successful business, it has to be an obsession. And if it's not, you can't win. Yeah. I think that's probably another struggle that a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs have is is finding, you know, I mean, it, passion is a weird word and it's kind of, some people use it in the wrong context. But I think at the end of the day, whether it's what leads you to finding what your obsession is or or vice versa, sometimes you start off doing something that isn't an obsession and it becomes an obsession, you know, because you you're, you get some traction and it start, starts to work and you start falling in love with what you're doing. So I think that's absolutely important. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like life's too short to be doing something you don't love. So thanks for that that little piece of advice. Um, Nathan, have you ever been up here to Hong Kong? Uh, no, I haven't, Jay, but um, I would love to. I've been to Hong Kong uh, many times in transit from flying in and out of places, but no, I would love to. I'd love to go to the races. I love the horse racing. Dude. So I'd love to go to the, is it the Hong Kong Cup? Uh, jockey Club, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you got to come up, man. It's it's a great, since you love horse racing, it's a perfect place because everyone in Hong Kong loves horse racing and gambling, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, definitely come up here. Uh, we would love to have you. Um we got to look to wrap up here because I, I know that you, you have sort of back-to-back stuff going on. But if there's one final piece of advice that you can give to the audience, you know, after all the work you've done, after you've spoken and interviewed so many successful people and, and just built your business to where it is now, what's the one piece of advice that you would leave for my audience? I think it comes back to like what I was saying before. You know, there's a lot of people that, that fantasize with the idea of starting a business or fantasize with, you know, it would be nice if I could leave my day job and have my own business and, you know, you know, live the dream and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a little bit of a myth because most people don't really want it bad enough. I think it's very, very rare to find people that are super, super hungry they want it so extremely bad and they're willing, you know, to do the work. They're willing to stay up at like till 3 a.m. and then get up at 7 a.m. Right. to go to their day job. And I would recommend and say to anyone and challenge anyone that, you know, if you want to start a business, like how bad do you really want it? Because, you know, if you just think it'll be a nice thing or you, you say that you know you want to start a business or you stay that you're working on something but you've never even launched it well I challenge you to actually just get really hungry and I don't know what it's got, what it takes for that person to get really really hungry but you're not going to make it unless you are mm, that's great advice yeah I mean it's especially with everything the internet and social media and everything it's it's very easy to fantasize and fall into that spiral of uh, you know I, I could be an entrepreneur too but you know I mean 90x percent of the people in the world should not be working for this themselves and not be an entrepreneur they should work for someone else and it's just that it's literally that one or two percent that have that drive and will do whatever it takes like you said stay up till four and get up at seven or whatever it is to follow that obsession and chase the dream so thanks for that nathan thank you so much for your time what's the best place that people can find you you're welcome jay uh best place people can find me just founder mag f-o-u-n-d-r-m-a-g 
com, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Nathan H. Chan. Okay, great. And can you quickly talk about Founder Club? Because I know that listening to your podcast, I know you've been talking about that a little bit. What exactly is Founder Club? Yeah, so pretty much long story short, Jay, we found that a lot of people, uh, I love going on. There's people that love the brand that follow our, us on social, on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, people that love the brand that just read the blog, people that love the brand that just read the podcast, people that love the brand that just read the magazine. And we seem to attract like the coolest, amazing people. And, and they were reaching out to us and we'd only know them. Mm. And uh, I felt that there needed to be a way to connect that community and that's what we did. We've, we've connected that community by creating this amazing club and people can access the magazine and training and give people access to some of the people that we interview and do monthly mentor calls. And pretty much if you're wanting to become a successful entrepreneur and you need a network of people to learn from and hang out with, then that's what we created Founders Club for. That's awesome. That's exactly what a lot of people need. And where can they find that? Oh, if you go to founder, if you go to founder club, F-O-U-N-D-R club dot com, yeah, you can sign up there. Oh, okay. Awesome. Founderclub.com. Great. Thank you so much, Nathan. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. I really appreciate the time. And thanks for all the advice and, and all the free content that you keep giving out to everyone that visits your site. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for your time, brother. I really appreciate the opportunity. Take care now. Bye. You too. All right. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week.